Banished to a cave, a young 15-year-old has gone into labour with her baby girl. When the baby is born, its cries are disguised by the roaring thunderstorm outside of the cold stone cave walls. This baby would grow up to have premonitions of the future and outlive many people. So pour your cuppers, because this is coffee in a slice of history, old Mother Shipton. Hey up and welcome to episode 18. Ella here as usual. I hope you're all doing very well. Don't really have much to announce this week, apart from thank you to everybody who continually listens to the episode and thank you to the new supporters who listened to the episode. So, without further ado, on with today's episode. Nestled away in North Yorkshire, Knaresborough is located 18 miles away from York and four and a half miles from Harrogate. Agatha Sonheel was 15 and described as being slothful and idle, which may have been a nicer description than just to call her a casual prostitute, implying that she preferred to do that than to have a hard graft of being a maid or being in a field. It was while she was a prostitute that it was believed that she became pregnant and it was with this that outraged the neighbours and said that she had to be taken to a local justice to be tried for incontinency, a.k.a. prostitution. It was while she was facing her accusers that she said to the judge he has no position to comment on her position as Agatha knew two of his servant girls were pregnant by him. This caused an uproar in court and her case was dismissed. However, due to the fact that she was ridiculed, Agatha went into labour away from prying eyes and instead in a cave near the banks of the River Nid in the summer of 1488. The baby born was Ursula Sontheil. Not much is known about Ursula's very early infancy. However, it wasn't until she was only two years of age. This is when she was put into foster care by her mother before Agatha supposedly spent the rest of her days in a convent in Nottingham. Growing up, it was recorded that Ursula Sontheil used to play tricks on people and being a very mischievous young girl, as well as receiving a lot of backlash for being born out of wedlock and having a deformity. This deformity appears to be from records that she had a crooked spine and a hunch. However, despite all of this, she had a good sense of humour It may be because of this resilience to hateful comments where she gained some respect from people. Then later, like all women of a certain age, she wanted company. She wanted a husband, but like so many town folk questioned, how could she possibly get one, being the deformed woman and the loneliest in the village? But it wasn't until she was 24 that she married a carpenter in 1512 called Toby Shipton, paid court to Ursula and she took on his surname. Many people who lived in the town thought that the now newlywed Ursula Shipton must have used money or a love powder or some other charm to get Toby Shipton to marry her. However, she had not. She was in a secure place in society now married and it was said that even though they didn't have children, they were recorded to be very comfortable together. It wasn't long after being married and living with her husband that Ursula Shipton became a very helping hand for her neighbour. 
it was said that somebody had stolen a smock and a petticoat which were both newly bought by Ursula's neighbour. In a bid to help, she simply said that she knew very well who had stolen the new garments and would be sure to get the clothing items returned to her neighbour. The day after this, just as Shipton had stated, in the market square of Knaresborough, a woman who was wearing the stolen smock and the petticoat in her hand walked up to Ursula Shipton's neighbour, who was told to wait in the market square by Ursula herself and wait for the thief. The thieving woman danced up to the neighbour, singing, I stole my neighbour's smock and petticoat. I am a thief and here I'll show it. After her performance, the woman gave the stolen clothes back to the neighbour and the rightful owner and left, but not before she was shouted at by surrounding busy market goers. It is believed that Shipton knew all along who had stolen the clothes and had a word with the offending woman the night before, or else Ursula would use her mystical powers against a thief. Whether she threatened her or not, it worked either way as the clothes were returned. This situation and the way she handled it gave Ursula Shipton a reputation and people started to believe her and her prophecies. One of her prophecies was, Water shall come over Ouse Bridge, and a windmill shall be set upon a tower, and an elm tree shall lie at every man's door. And sure enough, it wasn't long after this that York got a piped water system. River water was conducted through pipes laid across a bridge over the River Ouse. Then a windmill would draw up the water to top it off the pipes used were made out of trees and hollowed out like pipes. The trees used were elm, and this was because elm trees didn't rot when they're in the water. Another of her prophecies was, When there is a Lord Mayor living in Minster Yard, tell him beware of a stab. Once again, just as she said, a new Lord Mayor came to live in Minster Yard. He was mugged not long after he moved there, and during his mugging, he was stabbed three times and died from his wounds. Because of these profound prophecies, her reputation began to grow even beyond the Yorkshire borders. Ursula Shipton was given the nickname Old Mother Shipton, as she outlived her husband and many other people within her village, and that gave her the name of the mother as she was the oldest woman in that village. Old Mother Shipton had many prophecies and Samuel Pepys even spoke of her after the fire of London. She stated, Triumphant death rides London through. And it was a year after she said this that in 1666 the great fire of London raged. And it was recorded in Samuel Pepys's diary that he wrote, See, Mother Shipton's word is out. Within another one of her prophecies, Old Mother Shipton stated, Carriages without horses shall go. And many people now believe that she could have been on about cars, as they are obviously a carriage which takes places without a horse to pull them. To add upon this, she further stated, Through hills men shall ride, and no horse or ass by their side. Old Mother Shipton had many prophecies, 
about different ways people could travel in the future. One of them refers to aeroplanes, stating, In the air, men shall be seen in white, in black and in green, as well as the metal boats we use now, as she stated, Iron in the water shall float, as easy as a wooden boat. Then, in 1561, at the start of Queen Elizabeth I's reign, Mother Shipton died. It is believed that she was buried in an unconsecrated grave in the outskirts of York, and it is believed to have said that she even managed to predict her own death. However, to try and mark where she was possibly buried, a stone was put on her grave with the following inscription. Here lies she who never lied, whose skill was so often has been tried, her prophecies shall still survive and ever keep her name alive.